Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, my name's Mark Ellis, and you're listening to the Leicester Riders Along for the Ride podcast. So, hi everybody, uh, my name is Mark Ellis, I think I've just said that, I will be your host uh, for these Leicester Riders podcast editions, but helping me is my uh, my young son, he's a young guy, Greg Ellis. Hi Greg, how are you doing? Hello, you don't feel so young uh, today, but always happy to be the young guy uh, on along for the ride. Good, good, you had, you had a busy day today. Absolutely, yeah. Basketball from ten till ten till nine. So okay, sounds sounds um, heavenly to me. Okay, so Greg, um, so this is our first uh, edition, uh, our first podcast along for the ride, Leicester Riders uh, podcast. So what what um, what can we be talking about today? Do you think what's on our list of things to discuss? I think there's one major thing on the horizon that Leicester Riders fans are, are fully aware of at this point, and, and it's those three letters, the BCL, the Basketball Champions League. Uh, a touch on that as the guys, uh, as this goes out, are in Macedonia um, looking to qualify for that competition. And of course, there's one person, that with it being our first episode, that we had to speak to. Absolutely. Who's that? Who's that? I guess we'll find out a little bit later. Okay, right, right, yeah. So we'll we'll tease that just for a little while longer yet. Um, I suppose it'd be nice to um, probably just outline our thinking and our thoughts around why we thought this might be a good thing to, to roll out and have a go at doing. Um, and I suppose, um, I, I guess I had an idea a couple of years ago about, I mean, the world of podcasts there's not there's not enough basketball podcasts i think in the world so i thought i've been kind of kicking around thinking you know why don't we have a go at doing a one club um podcast specifically and obviously my club is leicester riders um so i've been kind of had that as an idea for a while and i suppose so that's that's one idea that we've got and also i suppose the idea that um we were a reflection of the supporters, so views from the bleachers. So not particularly, I've never played the game. Um, I have to say that. Um, that comes as no surprise to anybody who knows me. Um, but it's just that perspective, that bleachers of view. Um, so we want to kind of, that's a perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, very much a, a fan's view from the bleachers, from the sideline. That's where we've spent the last 30 plus years. 30 years, crikey. Yeah, so um, that's what we're really sort of coming from. And I guess another another thing, it allows us to, with us concentrating on just our club, the club that we support, is it allows us to pull back the curtain, have that deeper conversation about the players and the organisation, let the players tell us their story. There's so many podcasts already out there that tell a great story about the, the wider BBL. Uh, and we just wanted to, to concentrate in on, on just the Leicester Riders here at Along for the Ride. Absolutely. So hopefully get to know some of the players, their stories um, that they've got you know, within basketball, the journey that they've been involved in on uh, kind of um, finding their way to Leicester Riders. So so hopefully those sorts of things. I guess also um, 
we want it to be interactive as much as we can on our podcast. So we, we're really looking forward to hopefully people speaking to us, asking us questions. Um, why do hot dogs cost as much as they do at the Morningside Arena? The important big questions, things like that, I think. Uh, do they even sell hot dogs anymore? I have no I think, idea. I think we might be taking a delve into about six years ago. I have no idea. I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, the price of beer then, shall we say that? Because yeah. I, I, do, I do know we sell beer at the Morningside, don't we? We definitely do sell beer okay, at the Morningside. Right. I've seen people buy beer. <laughs> yeah. So so if you want to hit us up with any questions, we'll kind of direct you how you can do that. Um, but also you can just approach, approach me at any home game, really. I'm... I'm, I'm there at most of them okay so um i think that's why we've kind of thought we'd have a go at this um so where do we start today then um in in relation to what we want to cover yeah so obviously we know on the on the horizon we we've got the basketball champions league and before we we come on to that i think it's it's probably remiss if we miss out what any season starts with, and that's the pre-season, the, mm. the uh, aperitif to, to the main course. There you go, talking about food again. Absolutely. I don't know if they do aperitifs. Um, but yeah, and, and, and where we've gone and what you learn from that and what you get from that as a team and, and, and as you grow. Uh, obviously, the Riders have completed all four of the pre-season games we had scheduled. 4-0. Oh. 4-0. Oh, you can't get better than that, I guess. Um, and winning is a habit, but it's about the lessons learned. And we've had... The USA select get a game, and then three real hard-fought, tough yeah. games against good European Absolutely. competition and Donegal again and Norshipping Dolphins, and yet lots learned from those about European style of basketball. Yeah, and I think I think both those clubs are playing European ball as well. Um, they're not only playing in their um, individual leagues; I think they're also both involved in European competition as well. So a really good test uh, in relation to they pose for the riders. Um, yeah, like ourselves, um, Norshipping will be um, heading off for basketball Champions League qualifiers in the next week. We won't be seeing them in Macedonia, but they're they're going through the same processes that we are, yeah. it, with hopes of qualifying for that competition. Yeah. Okay. So uh, pre-season, got to be happy with what we did. Uh, performances generally as a team is about conditioning, I guess, and just learning new things. Have um, we got anything else we need to say about pre-season? Really. I'm not particularly. I think you've already seen that um, when you compare it to rider seasons of old, just bringing so many familiar faces back, it, it, it seems to have put us in a, a bit of a head start compared to what we usually see at this point in the season. Do the players know each other? They know Rob. They know a little bit how he works, the system works. And really, we're starting from a, a very solid starting point as part of that. Don't get me wrong, there are some new faces, and I'm sure... Um, the mystery interview. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on those a little bit. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think that gives us a good place. And I think we've seen certain players already step up and look like they, they don't look out of depth at that, that level at all. Okay, absolutely. So I think I think we've kind of um, indicated it um, already about, it's not a mystery guess, but if you're going to start a, a podcast about Leicester Riders, um, uh, basketball club you need to start with the the interview guest interview the main man which of course is coach Rob Paternostro so we did manage to grab Rob um, a couple of days ago sit down to talk about a number of issues so what do you say should we jump straight into that and kind of hear hear what his thoughts on about a number of topics um, related to what's coming up yeah let's do it okay here we go 
Okay, so I'm here this afternoon. Um, Coach Rob Patanastros sat down with for a, a brief introduction. Welcome, Rob. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. And um, you're the first person onto our podcast, the Leicester Riders podcast, along for the ride. Awesome. Honoured. Honoured to be here. So I'm really pleased that you could find time for us. I really appreciate it. Um, so I just wonder if we could start. Um, doesn't seem five minutes since the O2 victory, only in May. And I was just wondering, as a coach, do you get any time off? Do you kind of, during the summertime, family time, decompress? What time for that? What's it like oh, yeah. Uh, no question. I think that um, once, uh, you know, that's finished, I think that's such a great game down there because when you win, you win the playoffs, but you also know that um, you get a break. And I think leading up to that point is really hectic and really difficult for coaches and players. So I uh, certainly had a lot of time to spend with the family this summer and um, get myself ready to go and recharge for this season. Okay, great. Um, so in terms of looking forward then for this forthcoming season, I know it's a busy time. I'll talk a little bit about the squad. Um, we've got 90% of the team back. Obviously, everybody's sad to see the Gino move on, but we wish him well. I understand he's tearing it up in Germany, so I understand. A uh, couple of players, obvious player to talk about, CJ Jackson. What attracted you to bring him? What do you see as his skill set, etc.? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when Gino uh, moved on, it was quite late in the summer, so uh, certainly had to start looking for that position, a position that we didn't you know, think we had to look for. So it was uh, definitely a challenging time for that to happen. Uh, CJ was a guy we had looked at in the past. Uh, we knew about him when his name came across our my desk. Uh, I thought to myself, um, you know, I liked his experience. He had played uh, two years in Sweden, put up good numbers. Uh, he's a guard that um, can play both the one and the two, uh, shoots the ball from the outside, uh, can score late in the clock is something we need and also we felt like uh, was a good passer so I think that um, you know he is a guy that played at a high level in college he played at Ohio State he was a teammate of Mark Lovings mm -hmm. there played on some good teams and um, you know was really successful there so you know, when you looked at his resume you, you cer certainly saw a high level play uh, in, in some in some good leagues and um, we liked the fact that um, you know he was an experienced guy coming over. Okay, so he's arrived and played a couple of um, warm-up games to this point. He had an issue um, uh, in, in, he was in Vietnam. He, he had an injury last season uh, when he was in Israel. So he missed um, the majority of the season. So he played in Vietnam over the summer to get himself back into it. Uh, but he had an injury late in Vietnam right before he came over, which he's just recovering from. So he hasn't been able to practice with us too much. Uh, he just you know, maybe two, three practices in before he played the first friendly game uh, last weekend against Donner. So uh, he still is, um, you know, trying to get used to everything we do, and he's still trying to um, get his body back into 100% shape. Okay. Was that the fact that he'd played some European basketball, was that part of the thinking in terms of recruitment? Too? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, obviously, you know, we liked his skill set and what he did, no matter where he played, but I, I did like the fact that he, you know, he wasn't a rookie. I think um, you know it's challenging at times for us to find players that have experience because of the budget and everything. And I think maybe we came together at the right time. He had an injury last year, uh, so you know he's certainly looking to get himself back into the groove. Uh, but yeah, I think the experience that he has 
Uh, and also, I thought the uh, high level he played at in university. I mean, he played at the Big Ten conferences, was one of the best conferences in the country. Yeah. So you know that if a guy uh, competes at that level, um, he's got something about him, not just the skill to play the game, but also mentally. And, um, you know, doing the research, we felt like he'd be a good fit. Great. Just to briefly, if I could just mention one other recruitment that we've had in, Blake yeah. Bowman. Yeah. We all like to see young British guys come through. Yeah. Thoughts about him, hopes, expectations, how you see him fitting in for the future, young guy. Yeah, I really like Blake. Uh, last couple of years, you know, been following his progress. Obviously, he's not far from us in Derby, so certainly watched a lot of his games. And, you know, I, I thought that that was important for us to, um, you know, trying to get in the mix with him because um, not only is he talented, but he's very young too. So, mm. you know, with the help with Loughborough University, um, it could, it's a win-win for him and for us. He still gets to study over there. But he's also uh, with the club for multiple years, and I think that uh, you know, right when we saw him in practice, we uh, felt like he has a chance to be a contributor right away. He's uh, got great size and length for a wing player, uh, great athleticism, and has a real knack to get to the basket. And I think that um, you know, there's a lot of room for him to grow, which is exciting. And I think he's a guy that. Um, you know, competes. Yeah, you know, we've been we've been happy to watch him day in and day out. Go against, go up against our guys. He's done well. He's done well in the first few preseason games too. So, yeah, we're uh, uh, you know he's nowhere near the finished product, and um, but we are excited about what he can give us this year. I thought in the Groningen game on Sunday in the second half, fourth quarter, I thought uh, he was part of that bench group that played great defense, and his defense has been solid from uh, from day one. So, really excited about Blake. Right. Interesting to know, just wondered, uh, for riders, fans as old as me, do you remember his um, uncle playing Mark Hawley as a rider? Were you still playing them, Rob? No, I don't think I played against his uncle, but Blake and I spoke about that. So um, <laughs> I think his uncle's living in, uh, overseas now, but right. um, but yeah, uh, he, we certainly spoke about that one of the first conversations yeah. we had. And, uh, and I also played against his dad as well. His dad was Blake Bowman. Uh, don't who, remember him as yeah much. I think he played at Derby and I, I, I want to say um, there's another team I forgot but I it was yeah. in 2000 or 2001 when when I played against his dad his dad was a really good player too right right yeah, yeah of course Mark Hawley player of the season for the riders back in 97 I think so awesome. so, so there's always a connection and it's a, a small world isn't yeah, it I definitely. think in many ways okay thanks for that just then just moving on to kind of pre-season kind of what what we what you face etc I know there's a USA select and then um the two games against Donna Cronigan I hope I said that correctly um I only got an opportunity to see the second game on Sunday but I from from the bleachers perspective 69-61 win seemed a really good competitive European type of basketball. Hmm. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the Friday game, obviously, behind closed doors, so a lot of people didn't yeah. get to see it. I thought that game was played at a higher level, um, especially on the offensive end, but it was still a physical defensive battle. Uh, we were very impressed with their defense and how physical they played. Uh, we had spoke a lot going into that game about raising our physicality after the USA Select uh, game. And I thought we matched that. I thought that was the most impressive part for the weekend for me. One of the most impressive parts was how physical we were on defense, how we were able to do pretty well on the boards against a big team, and also how we were able to you know, come back from deficits uh, late in the game. I thought in both games you know, our defense really turned it up in the fourth quarter. We've seen that over the years here at, um, at the Morningside Arena where our team is – 
you know, kind of figured the other team out as we gone along, and I thought that's what we were able to do. Uh, so it was very, it was very nice for us to to get those two wins. Uh, I think they're a team with a big budget that's competing uh, year in and year out in Europe. And you know, we were able to do it without Pat as well. I think you know, no, no mm. Pat Whelan and CJ still not comfortable with all the play calls and you know not 100 percent healthy and, and and so what was nice was it, was it was good for our bench uh and a lot of guys got an opportunity to play uh maybe more minutes than than normal and certainly held their hel held their head high with that absolutely and of course we're just doing this sit down just the day before you play notch spin dolphins on on the wednesday night again another strong european team i just, I just wondering i mean riders have kind of probably in your tenure historically pre-season has looked to do play against good competitive european teams is that kind of intentional decision to you know with a view to champions league that's coming up and we'll talk about i don't i don't think it really it's just because of the champions league um i think we want to just play as the best teams we could possibly play i think that um you know i've never been a huge fan of playing bbl teams i think that um you're going to play them so much during the season that it's nice maybe to get a break and see some different styles of basketball and you know preseason's about learning and i think that um when you play these teams uh, from other leagues that play maybe a little differently than other teams that we play in our league i think it uh, helps uh, going forward and um it's always been uh, nice to uh, compete against these type of teams uh, and make some friends along the way. Absolutely. So just then moving into fly out to Skopje, North Macedonia. Had to look where that was on the map. Mm. Uh, Sunday, I think you travel. Champions League qualifying um, tournament, really. First game up on the uh, on the Wednesday, I think. It's CSC, CSO Fonterian, a Romanian club. How easy is it to scout and kind of get some insights and prepare your team for that first game? Yeah, it's tricky. You know, I think that's the trickiest thing about playing in Europe is you play these important games right off the bat. I mean, obviously, this is when you go on, lose, you're out. Mm. So it's, uh, uh, you know, a do or die game. And, you know, you got to do your best to try to find information on the team. And, um, you know, we're trying everything turn over every rock to find as much as we can uh what we have found is a team that is going to play in europe if they lose or not they're going to play fiba europe cup and right. you know looking at the players they brought in they certainly are um all in from a budget standpoint and i think that uh you know i don't know how familiar people are with this romanian league but there's a lot of good teams in that league and this team looking at their roster they have players from the spanish acb from the german bbl from France, they have uh, a lot of guys that have played high level. So it, it's pretty easy to see that they're, you know, really committed to this European campaign. And um, it's going to be a tough out. I think what we've seen so far is that they're real physical, really good on the backboards. And um, yeah, I think that uh, it'll be a real, real challenge to, to get through them. Absolutely. And if that if that's possible, it doesn't get any easier, does it? <laughs> Turkish club. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, uh, Tofas. Um, Do you look that far ahead, Rob? Or, or? Well, I mean, because the games happen so fast, you have to, I think, you know, but, you know, players-wise, no coaches will look ahead. Players will be focused on the one team. Look, these are heavy hitters in this competition. Sure. Um, they are all, uh, you know, look, looking at their rosters, they are all in a whole different league than we are as far as budgets. Right. It's easy to see when you look at that. Right. Uh, so we know it's in. An extreme challenge. Um, we're only 
going to play in Europe if we qualify for the Champions League. So, you know, when you talk about European campaigns, well, we'll see. There's a lot of work to be done. But um, I think it's exciting for the guys. I think just to go out and play in a, a competition like this and to, you know, test themselves against teams that, um, you know, uh, are traditional powers in, in European basketball. And I think, you know, the Romanian team maybe is new to it in a way, but they certainly they've recruited like they want to be around in Europe for a while. And like you said, the Turkish team is well known throughout uh, Europe. And yeah, uh, the interesting thing about that is when we play the Romanian team, that Turkish team will be sitting in the crowd watching. They have a bye. So, um, yes, absolutely. So they're certainly um, going to be in a good position to, to see what both teams have. Okay. So obviously wish you all the success in that uh, and see how far we can go. Um, but wherever we, wherever we end up, we, we're soon back and off the bat. You, we've talked. We've mentioned budgets, <laughs> and we know we our first away game. Yeah, we know that is with the London Lions, and budgets is frequently banded about. Thoughts about that difficult opener that away at Copper Box. Well, when you start looking at the, the names on the paper, it's um, you know pretty pretty overwhelming um, to have those guy type of players in our league. London certainly. Uh, has gone out and done everything they can to put a roster together to compete in the Euro Cup, which is a high-level league. They have 18 games, I believe, 18 regular season games. They have size, they have strength, they have athleticism, uh, they have everything, and, and they have a good coach, too. I had a good opportunity to, to speak with Coach Smith in the past. Um, you know, he's highly regarded. He's done a lot of good work in the CEBL in Canada, so I think they're, um, you know, they're set up for a great season. I think, you know, when you talk about the salary cap being removed, I don't think it affected any other team other than them. Right. You know, I don't yes. know yeah. for sure what other teams have done, but when you just look on paper, there's only one team that that mattered to. Sure. Um, and uh, I think that when you look at the quality and depth that they have, well, boy, they're going to be a real force to deal with. Okay. Um Thoughts about BBL League season coming up generally, because obviously the Lions, there is this massive discussion about their budget and, and whatever. But just looking across the league, any early impressions? Difficult, I know, at this time yeah, of the year. It's hard to tell. Um, I do think there are some a lot of returning players that are coming back for certain teams, you know, and I think that, um, you know, Sheffield has a few guys back, so they'll, they'll understand uh, what, what is happening. And you look around to some other teams, they have some veteran BBL players. I think, you know, over the last couple seasons, we've seen more players stay than in the past, you know, maybe five, six years ago. You know, teams were changing about 80% of their team. I think it's a little less than that now, but to be honest with you, you got to ask me in, November. It's yeah. hard to tell now uh, where teams are, how good they are, until you really get a feel for how they play together and how the new guys work together. So, you know, it's tough uh, in this league to make any type of predictions because um, you just don't know yet. But I, I, I do see it as, uh, you know, more British players have stayed around. Obviously, Brexit has something to do with that. Uh, but I think that... Um, you know, from top to bottom, it should be stronger, too. You know, you're talking about five Americans allowed for each team. Yes. So in the past, you know, certain teams possibly would struggle to get some really good British players. Well, uh -huh. now each team uh, has the opportunity to bring in uh, five import players. And I think that, um, you know, you'll see from top to bottom uh, a stronger league because of that. Okay. Rob, 
thanks for finding time. We really appreciate you finding time to sit down and have a, a quick interview with us on, on this podcast. All the best luck on whatever fronts you're fighting on. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank you. So there you have it, uh, Rob's uh, interview that uh, I managed to sit down with him a couple of days ago to talk about um, a few of, of forthcoming issues. Any any quick comments, reflections on, on kind of what Rob talked about, um, Greg? Yeah, I think the first thing that sort of jumps out to me is, is uh, where he talks about CJ Jackson. Um, mm. Also, we had a couple of glimpses at him um, sort of flown in sort of straight from Vietnam and, and playing over there. And, and as Rob said, quite late in the day, they had to kind of um, source source him, really. Yeah, I think probably um, not not ideal preparation. Obviously, we, we thought we had a point guard um, sort of locked in, ready to go, and, and one that was familiar with the, the team and the system and Rob, as we mentioned previously. That obviously shifted fairly quickly. It was all wrapped up from start to finish pretty quickly that that was no longer going to be the case. And... Rob and his team, Pablo, Russell, etc., have obviously identified CJ as the man that they see to move the riders or continue to move the riders forward um, off the back of Gino. And I think, I think um, you know, looking at his couple of games, only had a chance to, uh, not much training with the team, a chance just to play two games. And uh, I think you can see still still finding his way into the system and fitting in and, and still recovering health-wise. So I think, I think we have to be patient and um, see how that that kind of how he develops there. Yeah, absolutely. I think you, sometimes you get a little bit of feeling that that he moves like he can play, and it absolutely might seem like a weird phrase to. to but you, you can see he's making certain moves and reads that actually, you think that when he gets fully healthy, fully integrated within the system, that he he's probably going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, whoever comes into that point guard position, it's a tough tough spot following following general Gino isn't it yeah I mean how do you follow a two-time MVP it's difficult um but I mean I was able to to speak with Mark who obviously played with CJ at college um and just basically asked Mark is is CJ good he said yeah that was good for that was good enough for me good yeah absolutely I mean again just Rob mentioned um we've played all these uh pre-season games without Pat Whelan who as we know Remind me, was he our top scorer last season? Yeah, I mean, and, and also he was, yeah, elsewhere on international duty. Yeah, he played, as we all know, um, Eurobasket Milan. Did I tell you I was out there? Have no, I not mentioned it at all. Have I not mentioned it? Not once. Did you not see me on 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 the, the streaming services regularly? I saw you on TV once. You looked pretty miserable, but, uh, <laughs> but it was the second half of the Estonia game that I spotted you, so yeah. there we go. A great experience, but um, sometimes a tough watch. Okay, uh, anything anything else from Rob's? We um, think uh, to mention or worth mentioning. I mean, I suppose for me, kind of just just really kind of because um, us us kind of supporters, I, I, I kind of you know readily admit know nothing, absolutely nothing about uh, Romanian <laughs> basketball. But uh, obviously Rob and his team have done some scouting and, you know, just making the point, I think, um, they're actually a very strong team, uh, a team loaded with some really good talent. So it's going to be 
that first game is going to be very challenging and difficult. Yeah, and he mentions the the European pedigree of Tofus um, and some of the players that they've got, but let's not overlook... That's a Turkish team, isn't it? That is the Turkish team. That'll be second team up. But let's not overlook Voluntari, the Romanian team, because they Mm. have got talent. They've got guys who are experienced in very good European leagues and... Probably incorrectly, the one guy that jumped off the page was me, was was Todrick Gotcha, but that was more for the fact that he actually played for the team in North Macedonia, where we'll be based, rather than, than, his, than his on-court stats. Okay, right. So, um, okay, so anything else we wanted to talk about flag up this first i suppose i suppose um ho- hopefully we um we've not really signaled this but hoping we're gonna have a go at um doing the podcast presenting this once once uh, on a weekly basis uh, and of course the the team flying out um to macedonia sunday night so we're just doing this a, a couple of days before they do that guess what what i'm flying out with a team um, don't tell anybody. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to go out to North Macedonia. So um, might try and for next week's um, edition do a bit of a a Euro. Dare I call it Euro basket reflection? Scopia stories. So Scopia I'm, stories. Uh, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. I'm sure both the people that listen to this will, won't tell anyone either. And yeah, and your secret will be safe between the four of us. Good, good. That that reassures me. So. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, um, perhaps try and grab a couple of players for some quick interviews about their experience, why they're out there and um, what what it's like playing um, overseas, etc. Just a quick, I mean, what quick question really. Um, what's North Macedonia famous for? Um, riders qualifying for the Basketball Champions League. Correct, correct. That's the right answer. Any, any other Any other? Things that spring to mind? For, formerly Alexander the Great, but that'll be the number two thing <laughs> after this next week. Bingo, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not a, a country that, that many of us are very familiar with, but um, so fingers crossed that things go really well for us out there. Um, so um, I think we, um, we're we about... Because, um, again, one of the things about our podcast, we want to keep it fairly short, to the point, snappy. Snappy, yeah, snappy, yeah, precise. So the, yeah, precise. So I think we can think about wrapping up now. Um, things to wrap up with, Greg. So obviously, yeah, sort of looking forwards. Um, yeah, we we know we've, we've spoke a lot about the basketball Champions League today. Next week sounds it's like it's going to be stories from Skopje. Yeah, look forward to that. But of course, <laughs> you know the riders, you know our bread and butter. We're in the BBL, the British Basketball League. Yo, not to be confused with the, the current Bund- champions, by the way, Bundesliga. Um, so yeah, um, not just not just league champions, but of course, playoff and cup as well. Absolutely. So we, we, we've got three pieces of silverware that need that need defending, um, and a fourth we'd like to claim. But that's obviously going to be a massive challenge as, as the te- as the league as a whole as has definitely improved and we've seen that throughout the off season. But for us, we have possibly the toughest of starts possible as we not only play the the new and I think very much improved London Lions, but we get to mm. start by playing them away. Yeah, absolutely. It looks a fantastic, um, a very attractive. I nearly said sexy uh, game. Um, First game up, BBL away, copper box, um, in a hostile environment. It's something to um, get the 
the juices salivating, uh, looking forward to. I'm, again, I'm hoping to go down to that. Uh, I understand um, uh, that uh, all games this year are going to be on the BBL player. So if you can't get down there, and it is difficult on a Friday night, um, check that out on the BBL player. Uh, make sure you check it out. Um, that um, yeah. So so that's the first game of the league, uh, and then we're on we're on the road for a number of weeks. But let's just um, signal our first home game at the morning side. When is it, Greg? So we've got to look all the way to October, and we're not talking early October. Twenty first of October. Twenty first. Nearly Fr- Christmas. Friday. We get to host the Manchester Giants, the new look Manchester Giants. Yeah. Vince McCauley at the helm. That'll Coach be a, McCauley. That'll be a change. Um, it'd be unusual to see him not with a London Lions team. Uh, I believe he's being flanked by uh, his good friend uh, Nigel Lloyd as well. Okay, so that they're back in tandem. Double act again. Certainly looks that way uh, based on the preseason, and a few familiar riders' faces coming down. Not, you know, not ignoring the likes of Ramon Fletcher, but from a rider's perspective, we'll be seeing Corey Johnson and William Lee back at the Morningside Arena. Yeah, looking uh, forward to that. Absolutely, and, and and for a lot of riders' fans, the first time to actually see William at the Morningside Arena with him being here during the uh, the C word season. Yeah, I've got, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah, he played for us during that time. Didn't was it that time? Was it? His, yeah, yeah. Behind oh. close, that was, I believe Gino's first year as well with oh, us. Okay, right. Your memory is much better than mine. So, really, get your tickets. You, they're available to buy. Purchase some now because I think it'll be a big crowd. Absolutely, I think people are ready to have basketball back. Riders basketball. The preseason's already started to show that as people have started to come back and enjoy it. They've seen some good basketball, some good games. Getting us ready for that season, and people are ready to go. Absolutely. So, finally, Absol- where, where, how, where, how can people communicate with us, Greg? Oh, so, as, as we're in the new sort of fangled world, world, I don't know if that's the, the correct word, but ooh, that's what I'm going to roll with. In this new fangled world, we, we have social media. I think the best way to get us is, is, is via Twitter, but all your, your riders' socials, at Riders B-Ball, you can find us anywhere with the hashtag A4R for us here at Along the Ride. We'll see it. We'll respond to it. If you have a question, we may even put it forward to the guys. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, head is up. We're having to use the Leicester, not having to use, we're using the Leicester Riders Twitter. So if you kind of want to post a question there, whether you like the show, whether you hate the show. Um, and what is the price of beer? Yeah, absolutely, at the morning side. Those, those important questions hit us up, um, as Greg said. Hashtag A4R. Okay, are we done, this one, do you think? Yeah. Okay, so we'll hopefully, fingers crossed, see you next week. Thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate you downloading this podcast and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again soon.